hello, hello, man. Thank you for tuning in to Ran Out of Town. Thank you very much. We got Joe Jr. as the host. I don't know who's the guest, but this is my Ran Out of Talent track. So you thought you ran out of talent when you came back to the track every time that you thought you had a chance at TQ, but every time you just missed it by a little bit. Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joe Zier Jr., and with me is my co-host, Joey Fitzsimmons. How's it going tonight, Joey? Not bad, Junior. How about yourself? Not bad. You sound excellent tonight. You got yourself a new PC, I saw. I did, uh... It is a um, Skytech Archangel. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to pretty quick. I was going to go look for a webcam this weekend, but my um, time got filled up with RC stuff, and it's like, oh, man, I got, you know, I had to kind of put everything else on the back burner. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll get into that after results. Two big races happened in the past two weeks. First off, two weeks ago, the couple days after we last recorded was uh, Wicked Weekend. That was um, a really fun-looking layout. I don't believe Seth went to that one. I think he it might have been a split deal, and they sent him to the Visions race a week prior. Mm-hmm. So um, let me see here. But let's go through the pro classes because I got them pulled up right here. Okay. Go for it. So uh, pro nitro buggy, correct me if I'm wrong, but it should be Ryan Mayfield took it. Yep. Ryan Lutz in the second spot. Mason Fuller in the three. Yep. Cole Ogden in the four and Mr. Bornhorst in the five. I'll tell you what, man. Ryan Lutz is looking so damn good with those Kyoshos. He is. Did he watch his GoPro video uh, when he's practicing and the, he just busted a hub pin and his front wheel just went flying? Yep, I did. I actually just saw that this afternoon. It's pretty good. Dude, my GoPro setup for my Ace scale is the same as his, but my the, the mount won't stay to the base. Nothing's breaking. It's just coming off. And all I can figure out is I think I have a non-GoPro base, and it might be a little loose, and it just won't stay on. Very well could be. Uh, Hopefully this week with the fist scale, I can get some footage out of FTR. Let's go to Nitro Truggy. Nitro Truck. All right, we got the the Dakota, the Phenom Fend took the win. Yep. Mayfield took second. Jared Tebow took through the three. Mason Fuller in the four. And Ryan Cavalieri in the five. Yeah, too bad they don't um count Truggy for the top 25 because this race made Dakota Fenn fall quite a few spots in the top 25. I think he fell like three spots. He ended oh, yeah. up. 16th overall in pro nitro buggy really yeah so that really hurt him on the top 25 let me pull it up real quick so i can um get you an exact spot yep it was 16th yep but for top 25 i mean i'm pulling it up right now sorry oh the top 25 okay yeah i mean i know the ranking system isn't perfect but it's the best we got so he went from fourth to seventh. Wow. Yeah. One. He's got a little, little work to do there. Yeah, dude, it's one bad race. Because, I mean, it was there. I mean, go to pro e-buggy. He, I mean, Mayfield wins, but Fenn takes second. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wonder if I didn't really watch too much i watched like a little bit of practice and a little bit of the qualifiers i wonder what kind of failure fen had because no way he just took dead last there's no right. way right so uh, dude i i i almost want to speculate but i'm not gonna but i bet it was um 
I bet it wasn't something on the rolling chassis that failed is what I'm going to say. Right. But, yeah, e-buggy, dude. Ryan Lutz with a third. But here's a question for you. Do you think Ryan Lutz... I mean, Ryan Lutz makes awesome content and all that stuff. But the enthusiasm is gone from his voice. Have you noticed that? Uh, very little. Now that you say that, very little. Do you think he might be at a point to where he's just relieved to have decent vehicles? I would assume so, yeah. Kyosho's always had great cars. Mm-hmm. And after they got the stink of the first variation of the MP10 off of them, because I forget what European driver got fired for putting um, MP9 TKI four parts on his MP10. One of those guys got fired. I kind of wonder if with this TKI2 MP10, if it's just like, He's comfortable. He's in a good spot. It's because I don't know if you know, remember all the all the sponsorships he went through. But, geez, man, they they weren't good. Mm-mm. The Agamo was good. I take that back. The Agamo was good. But, man, he went from, like, Durango. Then he went to Techno for a bit. He never fit that car well. He never worked well with the Techno. And I think he went to Agama and then WRC. I think that's the path he went. There might be another couple car brands in there. No, I think you're about right. Techno, Agama, WRC, now Kyosho. Yeah. He started out, I wonder if it was Kyosho then Tamaya or Tamaya then Kyosho. I want to say Kyosho was his first factory ride. I was going to say, I think it's Kyosho. Yeah, he's, dude, it's where he belongs, and he should just stay there if possible. Right. He's getting the results he needs. I mean, dude, he he hasn't looked this good in years. I agree. But, yeah, uh, let's see. Cav took fourth, and Fuller took fifth, and pro e-buggy. Fuller's been crushing it pretty good, too. He has. Well, he's looking really good with those new hot bodies. Yeah. Because he took fifth in e-buggy and third in nitro buggy. Uh, any podium, man. So, uh, anyway, so RCGP was also uh, last weekend. That was a very interesting track. I believe it was the Nemo. Was it Nemo? Oh, shoot. You know, I should have had that pulled up. <laughs> They use that weird timing system, though, don't they? Yes. I'm on the House of RC right now. Let me go back. Because Event 3 was, yeah, Nemo Raceway in Great Britain. So, the thing is, so, they do two rounds a weekend. We know this. That was a very interesting layout because there were people... I don't know how they choose tires for this. This is a very European thing to where they said the black carpet was a lot like AstroTurf. It was black carpet into like dirt. I forget if there was a brick section or not. How do you figure out tires for that? I, I know I know <laughs> I know for RC2 that they have their control tires and it is what it is. But I think for RCGP class, you can pick whatever tire you want. From what I heard, yeah. So I do, I you got to look at some of the pictures because like the first few pictures, it's the cars on the dirt and in the background... That is the A-scale track, but it looks like a totally different track. It really does. It does. Yeah, how do you... Yeah, how do you decide... A t- how do you set up for that? I guess you'd kind of have to look at it as like uh, high-bite indoor. Yeah. 
you know, this is kind of where we need to get like Jessica Paulson on this podcast to explain this stuff because right. like her home track is like AstroTurf, green AstroTurf, dirt and brick. And it's like, what tires do you use? And I think it's like the Hot Body Miami or not Hot Body, Hot Race, Hot Race Miamis. And it's like, oh, okay. But they, I kind of like this idea. So at all these European tracks, you run X tire and that's it. Screw your tire sponsorship type thing. Right. I don't know. I'm still half frustrated with not being able to figure out my tire program. (laughs) It's like I have all the tires except for the one compound I need. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it always has been working, but yeah. So let's go through results. So for round five, so that would be Saturday at RCGP, David Ronalfolk won with that Mayako. Davide Angaro took second. And this is a little surprising coming from the B. I don't call him the B team, but it is kind of the Mayako B team. Mm-hmm. Alex Zakatine took third. That's pretty rad, man. And then his uh, teammate, I don't even know how to pronounce that name, Pico Livenin took fourth. Elliot Boots in fifth. Lee Martin in sixth. I mean, so they weren't beating nobodies. They beat Elliot Boots, Lee Martin, and Juan Carlos Canas. Brandon Rose was all the way down into ninth. I mean, it was a fairly stacked European field with one American. Um, Let's go to round six, which would be Sunday. I kind of like the way that, oh, no, it won't give me results. Oh, no. It won't give me results because I'm not a paid member. Oh, that's a bummer. Because I hit round that's, six. I hit round six results and it said pat, uh, username and password. That is. I really hate how they did that. I do too. I mean, you should get results for free. You really should. Um. I I know Ronafolk won it, and Angaro took second. I I guess third, fourth, fifth. They don't matter. I mean, hey, the overall. Standing right now is Swerks is on the top of the box. Associated's next to him, and Mayako's in third. Well, because Ronald Falk's been carrying Mayako. Who's the other driver? I think Jake Hugh was in for a round or two, and then I forget. It's um, Ronald Falk took him from Hot Bodies. It's his mechanic. I think he's the number two guy. I'm looking at that right now. Yeah. Trying to find it. Where'd it go? I just saw it. Yeah. But, dude, I mean, I get that you should. I get the point of paying for racing, watching the races, even though I don't agree with it. I do get the point of it. But when I click on results and I can't look at them, that's a bit fucked up, guys. Yeah. That's like me paying for. Um, in the in the dirt oval world, we have something called My Race Pass. Yes, and it's like you can download the app for free, but you don't get the full extent. And if that's you, fine. If you pay if you pay for it, then you can see the full extent of everything. Okay. Yeah, whatever it is, what it is. Um. So, anyway, this weekend I wanted to race at Thunder Road. They raced indoor. Man, I just I didn't have anything to race. Period. The only person who had anything to race was um, Joe Three's friend, Landon. Um, we got his car ready to roll all the way. He's the one who, you know, I gave him a couple bags of parts and a chassis, and he built a B6 vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his car was ready, and then Joe Three was there with an e-buggy, and I'm there with my fist scale, and it's like, well, we can't race indoors. Dude, I think the fist scale would kind of uh, drown that place out. Oh, yeah. I'm 
I really, so I got a new body for it. I really want to try it. And I, I know how the old one felt. I want to try this new one. It's um, 33 degree north body. It's more of a plastic than a Lexan. So it will bend and flex instead of break. And the Lexan, or the, the body itself, without the cage, because it fits directly onto the low Z cage, just the plastic itself was 130 bucks or 135 something like that. You get out to Detroit Performance. And I've said it before on here, the clear Team Losey Lexan with no cage or anything was $310. There's no way in the world I could have done that. That body would have to last me for over two years, and it didn't last me for two months. Mm-hmm. So, got to find other options. Um. Yeah, so like I said in the beginning of this, I was going to start looking for video equipment, but Joe 3 and I started building our B6.4s. And, you know, time ran away from us, and then Sunday, busy with other stuff, and I had no time to find anything. And then today, I get home from work. This was so cool, even though I didn't want to do it. I did it, even though I didn't want to. I walk in the door. Joe Three's waiting for me at the door. It says, come on, let's build. It's like, Fuck. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did not want to. Now, so, because I wanted to wrench on stuff that we're going to be racing at FTR this weekend. I wanted right. to race, wrench on his A-scale buggy, my A-scale buggy, and my 5T. Well, as it sits now, my A-scale buggy is going to sit. And I'm not going to race it. I don't have time to get it ready. It's just going to be my fifth scale and his A scale. But that's fine. Because, uh, well, the deal is, I don't know how long it's been since you built an associated buggy. But you have to, in one sitting, you have to build bags four through six. That's your C and D block, and then your transmission and your diff. Mm-hmm. Because if you do just bag four, well, the D block and rear bumper are just hanging there and you're going to lose parts because it'll just fall apart. So you got to get that transmission on there. So we worked on that for about three hours, even though obviously I could have done it a lot faster. He's just learning. I'm making him turn the wrenches. Saturday, I bought him and his buddy some dynamite wrenches. Mm-hmm. just something to get them going. And it's like, uh, you know, so now he has tools he can use. He's building this car. I'm having to go back and tighten screws, but he's getting the gist of it. Well, that's good. Yeah. So I was busy with that stuff kind of all weekend. Um, cars are actually almost done, though, because there's 10 bags, but a lot of it, you know, the next bag is the rear hubs, and then it's the tie rods, and then the shocks. So I'm going to wait for shocks because i got to figure out what I'm going to do for pistons and springs and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, how about we get into a couple notes? So we talked about RCGP. Um, here's a bummer. Uh, Clark RC Park is, looks like it, they're closed for good. <gasps> Days, no way. Yeah, it's, I, I thought, uh, one of my buddies, uh, we've been buddies for forever and he listens to this, Jeremiah, he sent me a link just saying Clark RC's closed and I clicked on it. I'm like, yeah, bullshit. No kidding. They're closed. So. Basic. I have the I have the their uh, closing description right here. Well, dude, Tim Clark. I mean, read it. But I'm guessing the dude didn't want to do it anymore, which you can't blame him. But go ahead. It says as we say when racing, you are finished at the tone. Well, our tone has got off, and we are finished. It has been a great run. So many wonderful memories, great racing, laughs, and just spending time with family and friends. The whole endeavor has been a pleasure, and thank you, the racers, 
for making this what I have envisioned it to be. A place for a family and friends to get away from everyday stresses and enjoy racing. What sucks is they were just starting to get, like, good. The track was starting to get good. Back back in the day, I honestly never went to Clark because it was a sand pit and with, like, little jumps and all that. And then over the years, they've been figuring it out, figuring it out. And then all of a sudden, they have a national level event. They had national... Was it last year, the national warm-ups? It was, I think last year and this year, wasn't it? Yeah, they were huge races. And then, boom. I, I think I think all of this, you know, running a track like that can be just stressful on people. Hey, before we get into more notes, um, remember, if you want a Ran Out of Talent t-shirt, go to pwrmerch.com in the search tab look for ran out of talent and while you're there check out your minnesota racing t-shirts on there you can find any track you want um yeah there's party crasher shirt and mmr shirt it's pretty cool but uh really look for a ran out of talent t-shirt scoop it up every little bit uh helps us out we appreciate it. Especially me, because I apparently ran out of talent this year, so. Yeah, dude, you're telling me. Um, <laughs> I'm really, I don't know, I've talked about this before, but I'm really enjoying the fist scale over everything. And I thought it's because it's like brand new, like the newness of it. Mm-hmm. Well, that newness is worn off and it's still all I want to run. I'm still really? I'm still thinking about a way to get to Silver State next year and do the fifth scale. Dude, let's do it. You can pit for me. Yeah. Um possible. First year do we gotta figure it out. So I did the math on it. It's gonna be eight hundred and fifty dollars in gas. As oh, you wanna a, drive? Yeah. You think I can oh, I suppose you can't fly with that thing. <laughs> <laughs> There's no good like weight wise, sure. And I bet if I tore it into a bunch of pieces, I could. But, man, because the truck itself is 40 pounds. Right. But, no, I can't fly with it because I want my gas. I want my gas with my oil mixture. I'm sure I could find it there in Las Vegas, no problem. Because Las Vegas is a full-scale off-roading community. I'm sure I could find the oil I need and not oxy gas. But, you know. I I was thinking about driving. It's, you know, map says it's 25 hours. I did the math and with stops, I could do it in 23. Oh, if, boy. If I had a, I've done it before, kind of, almost. I went to St. George, Utah, which is about 100 miles outside of Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've done it before. Um. Yeah, man, I want to figure out Silver State, or maybe you can fly, and I just drive everything, and I find somebody to ride with, something like that. Mm-hmm. We could figure it out for sure. It's coming up in May, I believe. Yeah, I I plan on doing that. I, yeah, I was going to go to Psycho, and then I learned everybody else, nobody from Minnesota is going anymore next year, so I think I'll just hit up Silver State. Oh, you mean the 1100 entry race to where you got two five-minute qualifying runs and zero practice? I wonder why nobody wants to go to that again. <laughs> Jeez, you almost think people want uh, value for what they pay for and not just a Friday night amount of runtime, you know, at Psycho Nitro Blast, you pay, what, $100 an entry? Something like that, And yeah. you, you get the same amount of runtime at a Friday night MMR club race. I mean, the the greed is unreal. But, you know, I, I get it. They wanted to say they could do it, and they've done it, but fuck. I don't know, man. They got to... They got to figure that out. So, yeah, that's why I'm thinking. Um, it all depends on who takes over the Las Vegas round for the NCTS. 
Does that make sense? What was that? It all depends on who takes over the Las Vegas round for the NCTS. If it's a totally boring place, like there is a race in Connecticut. I don't want to go to Connecticut. I mean, that's where Kyle's going this weekend, isn't it? I don't know. Well, not this weekend, but at some point in the next like two months. Oh, I'm sure he is. Um, there is a, I think, yeah, there's an NCTS race. I think it's Outdoor Astro coming up in Connecticut. But it's Connecticut, man. Connecticut, eh? It's just nothing interesting there. Nothing at <laughs> all. Um, here's the deal. We live in the northern part, but we live in the center of the country. There should be two races within driving distance. Obviously, we're happy to have Thunder Road, which is 40 minutes away. Mm -hmm. We should have another race within eight hours, and we don't. Not even close. It's all, it was Vegas, and then I want to say Oregon, and then Connecticut. All of them over 20-hour drive time. The real racing is not in the coasts. It's not. I mean, Vegas is a draw because you can go in at, I mean, they were doing a really good job getting people out of there at like 6 o'clock. So there's plenty of time to go check stuff out, have fun, go to bed at 1030 and be at the track in the morning. I mean, I would go to bed at 1030 to be in the, you know what I mean? I'm not staying out. I'm not going to bed at 2 or 3 waking up at six and going to the track with bloodshot eyes and tired. That is a waste of money. But I've, I've gone through this over and over and over on here. When I go to a race, I'm there to race first and foremost. But yeah, Vegas is a, an attraction. I understand why there's Vegas, but within eight hours, let's go wider. 10 hours of the twin cities. You got some of the best tracks in the country, but yet you're speckling on the coast or farther away. Why? So it's less of a flight for these guys and that guy. Dude, middle America is where the racing is. Sorry. It's enough of a rant. <laughs> um, the only other note, do you have any notes? I don't. Like I said, I've been, other than Sean's last week, and I've been big car racing. How did Sean's go? I forgot to talk to you about that. <sighs> it was a nice it, day. <laughs> it, yeah, it was a nice day. But was my day very nice? No, not I, really. I'm guessing not. What happened? No, not really. Well, uh, a motor let go on me. Well, not let go, but... It's got a lot of rod slop in it, so it's about Ooh, ready to go. Oh, yeah. Luckily, you, uh, you caught it. Not only that, but Sean had the new uh, Ultimate MTS motors getting okay. in the EBIS. So uh, we broke those in, and now I have a new MTS motor. Nice. I'm curious about those. But what the actual, what actually happened was, uh, my motor wasn't running right during my block motor. It wasn't running right in both heats. Well, in the main, I got three, four laps in, and the freaking rod end pulled or stripped out. Really? So I threaded it back in, and then the other side stripped out. <laughs> Damn it. So I'm like, I'm like, just screw this. I'm done. I'm done. I'm taking it home. I'm going to put new rod ends on every car I have. Yep. And we're going to call it a day. Yep. I am going to go through every car and make sure everything is in tip-top shape so I can at least finish a freaking 30-minute main without breaking out. Dude, I feel your pain. I have finished two mains this year out of, what, 10? Yeah. Um, Are you going this weekend? A good chance, yeah. Okay. I won't be running my truck, though. Yeah, I'm going to be running my fist scale. 
If I find the juice to get my nitro buggy going, I'll run that too. But sure, just rebuild the diffs. Call it a day. No, I gotta replace the rear end still. Oh. I mean, it's no big deal. It's just replacing all the plastic. Right. But it's not a big deal. It's just time, not even that time consuming, but I'm under such a time crunch that Joe 3's car takes, because he's racing, so his car takes precedent above mine right now because my fist scale's ready to go, basically. I did want to go back to a softer oil package, but... It, I don't want to do it at the track because, dude, it's so much oil. But I could do it at the track. It's a it's a full four-ounce bottle of oil. I was just going to say, didn't you say it was like a full bottle? Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I'm mainly there to run fist scale. I really wanted to run last week, but, you know, can't do nothing. They still race boats last week. I saw some video of that. I got to get out there and try that for sure. It looked cool. It did look really cool. I thought the the wake, I, I watched some of the video, I thought the wake coming from other directions, every direct, because they had like six of them out there at one time, I thought that would like wreck the racing line. It didn't at all. It looked choppy, but the boats made the corners just fine. Like to just take it like a champ? Yeah. Uh, I didn't drive one, but uh, Brian said they felt like, they felt like uh, 12 scales out there, <laughs> which is cool. Oh, yeah. Because I did stop there because as I, I picked up, uh, me and Joey packed up the truck and we went and picked up his friend. As soon as we picked up his friends, I popped open Facebook. He said, yeah, there's no way we're running on the turf track today. I'm like, well, let's go get some tools. And, dude, I was super pumped after months of it being on back order he finally got motor cleaner in <clears throat> you don't realize how bad you miss it until you're using that crappy crc stuff that you get it from o'reilly's mm-hmm. it's like yes real shit <laughs> um i only had one other note cj jellen did you notice he's already switched to Team Associated A-Scales? I did not. That is very interesting to me. Because um, he was on the Mugen platform in the beginning of the season. He's got that one weird sponsor, like a construction company. Uh, huh? Yeah, I forget who the sponsor is. But I'm like, ooh, a Team Associated platform. It's like... But you're kind of, they're not the same. Both cars are a little different, but they're pretty close, the Mugen and the Associated. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, then it's like, eh? oh, my. <laughs> and he was stock racing at Rain Man's. Huh. Stock racing. That's interesting. So, yeah. You, you, do you think he'll be um, considered a pro driver for much longer? Uh, it depends on if he starts putting up any uh, results or not. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like you see his dirty cars and it says, this is a great weekend of practicing. Where'd you go? <laughs> You know, it's like, yeah, you practiced here, there. It's like he went to a club race last weekend, which is, or actually two weekends ago it would be. During Wicked Weekend, he was at a club race. And he didn't even go to Wicked Weekend. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, he switched from Mugen his last Mugen pick he posted was five weeks ago. I don't know, man. Obviously, the kid's got talent. He's got to figure it out. He's got to hit it hard. He's got to... You, you have to embrace the grind and embrace the burnout. I'm sure huh. he's burnt out. I'm sure he is. 
I'm a weekend hack and I'm burnt out. Because I'm always wrenching. <laughs> it is fun watching Joe 3 wrench and get frustrated. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Looking at these uh looking at these questions here, we have a yeah, couple a couple of good ones. Yeah, I got them all screenshot, so I'll uh read them off. Yeah. There's this jiu-jitsu chick that used to go to the main branch. This this is in my screenshots. It's totally unrelated. <laughs> she, she used to go to the main branch of the gym that like I go to a, a an off branch in Elk River. Mhm. She had monkey pox. Or probably still does. I took a screenshot of it because she covered it up intentionally with makeup. Hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, you're the problem. <laughs> Guess what she does? What does she do? She's a stripper. Oh, boy. Dude, she's... Oof. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Um... Keith Hodges is wondering, any tips for someone getting into Nitro? Um, watch every um, related Adam Drake video, I think. Dude, I've used so much out of the Adam Drake videos. I don't know about you. I do watch the Adam Drake videos, yes. And they are very helpful. Yes. He has some excellent tips. Um, but mostly I bet he's wondering about motor tuning and clutch and all that. The motor tuning aspect? You need someone to take you under your wing. Okay, I got to I, – I'm sorry. This is a little off topic here. But I see okay. one, of the, one of the questions in the uh, – in the comments here, I'm going to talk to him once we are done with this podcast, and I am going to give him so much crap. Yeah, we'll we'll hit on that in a second. I know what you're. Uh-huh. I think I know what you're talking about. But anyway, nitro tuning a nitro motor once you're in the ballpark is very simple, but it's also you can get out of that ballpark very easily too, though. Mm-hmm. And you got it's all it's 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 as far as tuning a motor, um, it's watch what all of the the faster guys are doing. Like the, when they're sitting there warming their cars up. Yep. Watch, watch, and hear. You're gonna watch and listen. Yep. But also, there's other things you need to look for. Um, let's say all of a sudden your car loses tune. Your car doesn't just lose tune. Unless you're breaking it in still, and it's dropping its nuts. Mm -hmm. Your car doesn't just lose tune. You have a bad gasket in your, from the motor to manifold or manifold to pipe, or both. Or you have a bad fuel tank, or you have like a small cut in your, one of your, either your pressure or your fuel line. Yes, you know. those are two. Those everything to deal with sucking air into the motor. Yeah, is no bueno. You want that bastard airtight. Oh yeah. So, you know, it's little things like that, but and you uh, always for mains. Well, actually, to start out the weekend, you should have a brand new air filter on your on your motor. Yes. After qualifying and and uh, maybe a little bit of practice after qualifying, put a new air filter on and put new clutch bearings in. Yep. I went through three air filters and two sets of clutch bearings at the last FTR race, which it's not a lot. It's not a lot of money. It sounds like a lot, but it's not. Yeah, you, you can go on uh, Avid's website. Yep. And they're a buck a bearing. Yeah. And you buy the twelve pack of pre-oiled ProTech filters for twenty ninety nine. You can also get the Clinic Dry Filter. I've seen. I, have, I haven't been hearing much good things about that. I hear the only bad thing I hear is if you get it soaked, like if you accidentally spill fuel on it, your mm-hmm. day's done, or your race is done. I should say. 
Yeah, I could see that. That's the only real bad thing. Like, if it sucked, <laughs> Cole Ogden would have fucking put it through the ringer. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he, he's... I've seen people talk good about it. But also, I don't know if they're on the same dusty conditions that we're on. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes total sense. Like, I... I only put a new air filter on at North Branch before the main just for peace of mind, but I didn't need one. But mm-hmm. that was a calcium track. Dust was pretty low, all that. But at FTR, when the dust was flying, it's like replace air filter, replace air filter, replace air filter. Absolutely. So I kind of wonder if they're on a lower dust situation out in California. Um, yeah, but a lot of it, Keith, is trial and error. It is. And you're gonna flame out of a main, like your pit guy's gonna go running after your car five, six times. You're gonna flame out of a main. And guess what? It's probably gonna be a glow plug that's not all the way bad, but going bad. You know what I mean? If you mm-hmm. got a glow plug that's not great, if if it's a little bit sandblasted and that coil's a little bit sunk in, your car will start, it'll run, but the first chance it gets, boom, flame. I mean, that's another thing. Every gallon of fuel, you should replace your glow plug. That's my deal. Well, not necessarily. Tim Tim and Tony Sletton taught me that one. And they said, why wait for it to go bad? Why? Every, every gallon of fuel which is, for me, every two race weekends, put in a new glow plug. Mm-hmm. It's worked. I haven't had a glow plug actually go bad on me in probably five years. Wow. Yeah, just because I, you know, what the heck? I'm getting a PM from... Oh, hold on. Okay, there we go. Somebody's just wondering about tires. I, dude, mm. my, I'm sure yours is the same, but my PMs go nuts all day long. Mine are pretty dry. Oof. <laughs> well, to be fair, mine are just a bunch of RC dorks. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> well, I'm not kidding. I'm an RC dork myself. Mm. Um. No. I've I've sat and milled about Donald Tolbert's question all day. He goes, I'm planning on running on road this winter. His Schumacher MI eight is going uh his Schumacher MI eight is going into his stable. Any tips on carpet setup? Thirteen five rubber tires. All right, Donald. Take it away, Joe. This one's all on you. I have nothing, not a clue, <laughs> with on-road. 13.5 touring car is insanely fast. Like, 13.5 for a stadium truck is perfect, and it's drivable, and it's got good grunt on the bottom. Because Donald's a stadium truck guy, and he's a nitro truck guy. Okay. He's up there racing in Alaska. Oh. 13.5 touring car is an animal. It's wild. But if you insist on doing it, I'm guessing you're running on black carpet. I would find a modified setup because it will be numb with the 13.5. It'll be easier to drive with the 13.5. I don't know what they're doing up in Alaska, but now Superstock for touring car is now 17.5. Stock is 21.5. That's how fast they are. If you touch a board with the corner with a 13.5, you're ripping that whole corner off. But you know what? I still think you should do it. I really do. Absolutely. (laughs) Because guess what? He runs gas truck. You know what will help him 
with gas truck, the throttle car, the throttle control he'll have to have with that thirteen five touring car. Um, yeah, like I said, find a modified setup and then change your roll centers because it'll be pushy. It'll be numb. I would recommend not changing your oils, but I would change your roll centers to give you a little bit more corner rotation. That's what I would do. Um, figure out what the fast body is. Are you going to have five guys with zoo racing and one with um, uh, Biddy or whatever? There's touring car, you know, people talk about motor wars, which eh, it's part of touring car for sure, but it's definitely body wars. Now, Jeff Choban's got it figured out between like two bodies. I would PM Jeff Choban because he's got it figured out between two bodies and two different mounting positions. So that's a total of four bodies. That might sound like a bit, but that's not bad at all. When I was running 12 scale, I would have a stock of 10 bodies, you know, different mounting positions, different brands, different weights, all that. So, yeah, touring car, man, it's fun. You'll have a good time. Just um, be careful. Get parts. Buy parts. <laughs> um, all the parts. Front end parts for sure. Um, hold on. Sorry. Um, Eric Hograth is going, I would like to hear about how drivers select tires for the day. Air temp, tire wear, surface length of the race. Well, for me, it's usually... For, for most people, it's usually track temperature, length of the race, and the, uh, but it's like, do you remember at the Southern RC Car Club race where it was cold as shit? We should have been on greens, but we were really out on like reds because the surface was so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, your normal situation now, I'm, I really like the A3 reflex for a 30 minute main on a 80 degree day mm -hmm. um it stayed good until the last five minutes and i was kind of overdriving the last five minutes too i was kind of driving angry so that'll do it to you um i would look for 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 your qualifiers obviously i would have your your standard green and blues whatever or your m3s or your soft aka's or whatever what have you and for the mains i would figure out your long wear compounds i've been liking long wears for the 30 minute mains what have you been liking joey because you run the aka uh lately for mains i've been running uh medium uh impacts yep and i absolutely love them yeah. Anytime the track gets hard or the track gets or it's hot out, you know, it builds a nice groove. That's when I'll, I mean, that's when I'll run an impact. Alan, Alan, he'll look at me and be like, why the hell are you running those? I'd be like, because they are dialed. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, no, and, for sure. And he'll, he'll go out there on a, a, a double down, uh, grid iron two combo. Okay. And like, uh, what was it? The la the MNRC at Sean's. That's what he went out on was a um, soft longwear double down gridiron two combo, and yep. he said it was absolutely awesome. Yeah, it, it is personal preference too. I mean, I kind of am a little envious of you AKA guys because you don't have. The same amount of choices, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, I totally get it. Uh, and again, so I'm I'm kind of jealous of, 
or I'm really jealous of the fifth scale guys. Because with, um, hold on, I, I'm trying to look them up right now, so I'm, I'm um, accurate about this. So for the 5T, I want to say, yep, you got J Concepts Reflexes and you got J Concepts Chasers, both in yellow compound. How easy would life be? <laughs> pretty, pretty freaking simple. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sorry, I'm, I'm romanticizing um, fist scale more and more, but yeah. Um, Michael Cook is wondering, hey guys, my local track in Michigan seems like it's suffering from lack of interest lately, more than normal. I know it should pick back up in the fall, but do you have any suggestions for the track to promote itself? Be, uh, better or ways of getting guys back on the driver's stand. We have a clay off-road track and a carpet on-road track. And he goes, also for the new side, any mumblings of a new team-associated truck? Uh, be on, you know what? Here's what I suggest. Alex Sturgeon is like a master race promoter. He has people running 10-scale clay in the summertime, and he's getting 210 entries for those associated races. Mm. He's getting 40-some entries for Tiny Tuesday. Have you seen that? With the uh, the Mini B and the Mini T? Yeah. He's really taken that class to, an, like, I mean, just those cars. He's taking those cars to the next level. Right. You know, I've always said this, every single week, at least twice a week, post what is happening at your track. Post it on Facebook, post it on Instagram. When somebody asks you, if somebody asks you, even under the same post, hey, when are you guys racing? Reply with your flyer. Don't ever say, look at the calendar. That is the wrong move. Just be right. re just put it in people's faces and don't this is one thing that always kind of turned me off be like hey support your local track because you'll miss it when it's gone it's like oh what you're a month from going out of business why should I waste my time um no I get what you mean on road dude it's so tough it really is tough to promote on road's fun it's a blast. But guess what? If you put jumps on that track, <sighs> carpet off-road is hot right now. It is hot. Um, is it just because it's so clean? It's because you get almost everything now. Mm. Um, because I get five weeks out of a set of rear fuzz bites. I get two weeks out of the fronts but I get five weeks out of a set of rears. It is clean. Um, it's very, the tire game's out the window, period. That makes things so much better all the way. Uh, right. And it's so much easier to see improvement when you're running on an insanely consistent surface. But, I've become kind of that way. I do love clay, but, you know, indoor racing, Michigan, it's a lot like Minnesota. It's summertime. We don't want to go anywhere indoors. I literally left a track on Saturday because the races were canceled for outside. Mm -hmm. And that uh, that's nothing bad about the track. It's I don't want to be inside. Um. It's too late to do this also, but instead of having, you know, have your weekly fun club race, but have a once a month club race and try to make it a big deal. Get little $5 trophies in, you know, make a trophy race. You podium, 
for some reason around here, people eat that shit up. I kind of do too, but I eat it up more for the fact that there's more entries. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah, that's, I kind of agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, and he goes, news size side mumbling about the new team, any new team associated stadium truck. Well, I've been building the B6.4 and between the steering rack and the front ball stud mount and how the sway, front sway bar is held into place. Then you add 13 millimeter truck shocks, which I do know that they have. There's enough there to release a truck. Uh, T6.3, I could totally see it coming down the pipe. They really need to figure out a way. They they really need to do it because, dude, it just sucks Frankensteining a truck together. Let's say you buy a new T6.2, but then you need to buy shocks and that front ball stud mount and all that other crap. That sucks when you have to do things like that. Right. So I really hope there's. it makes sense that one would be on the way. It totally does. I don't know if it will be, though. Um, Justin Hazy, who wants to buy my NT48 2.0. Dude, if I wasn't sponsored, I'm looking for a Truggy. Not really. I'm waiting for the new associated one. That ain't ever going to happen. It is. Because I, I talked about last episode. They discontinued the point two, and then they said... The new one is an ongoing project, but not to go to another brand. If you're unassociated, you're still expected to run the point two. So that means a new one is on the horizon. When? I would guess late winter, early spring. That's, yeah, kind of what I would assume. Right in the beginning of the season. Um, Yeah. Uh, Lonnie Walls is wondering, has anyone ever tried racing with a, a thumb steer? He broke his hand and was really hoping to race this weekend. I'm looking at the way his hand's wrapped up. I've had my hand wrapped up similarly, and I've raced like that. Um, use your thumb and pointer. Full send or no send, my yep. guy. If you really need a thumb steering wheel, um, Mark Santa Maria makes one. Oh, is that who makes those? Yeah. Yeah. Figure out who made those. Yeah, Mark Santa Maria makes a thumb steer, which, dude, I've seen, I'm not talking about uh, Zeke here, because Zeke uses his um, hooks and stuff to race. Mm-hmm. But there's this dude when I was younger, he was an amp, like above the elbow amputee. So he really couldn't use anything else to steer. And um, he used, but his left hand was fine. So he used, you know, his trigger finger and he used his thumb to steer. And once he got used to that motion, he actually wasn't bad. I forget the guy's name. I was a really little kid when that guy was racing. But all I, I remember just watching the guy run and just be like, damn, he's doing pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, Mark Santa Maria. But yeah, you can thumb and forefinger that and be fine. Uh, Alan Smith is has a couple questions, and I think this is it. He goes, "Will Joey ever not have background noise in the podcast? I think you're doing a damn good job this time. Now that you have a computer and a microphone." Mm-hmm. Are you it's actually just a headset? Yeah, I was gonna say, are you using a gaming headset? Because I have a $100 gaming headset, and it works pretty well when I need to not have a full setup. Yeah, that's what I have is my uh, gaming headset. Yeah. Um, so now, here's here's something where I've been mulling over in my head all day because 
There's things in this I agree with. He goes, your opinion on newcomers, inexperienced racers running e-truggy and having little or no control over him, asking because I was hit by a flying e-truggy that was 15 feet past the landing at the MNRC race. He received multiple injuries from the incident and missed work. So, do you have any thoughts before I give thoughts? <laughs> I have thoughts, but I can't say them. <laughs> Why not? Are they a, being... a wise man once told me, he said, don't be a pussy your whole life. <laughs> no. Oh. I'm kidding, Al. I'm kidding, Al. Don't, you, you, don't come beat me up at the next race. <laughs> okay, so the way I look at this, there's nobody willing to, you know, Put your arm around the guy having issues and be like, hey, man, I know you really like this E-Truggy, but you're way overpowered. E-Truggies themselves are great beginner vehicles. Absolutely. But they read on a setup sheet or some random jackass on Facebook goes, you should put all the power into it and send it. That is the, if you're new, Okay, if you can drive it, it's awesome. But if you're new, that's the dumbest shit you can do. And all you're going to do is have people pissed off at you, or worse, you're going to hurt people. Right. And it, that's the thing. It's like I talked to a few guys into putting a 10-5 into their mini truggies on the indoor clay track until they could handle a little bit more. And guess what? It made him a way better driver than guys blasting into the wall, blasting into the pipe, over jumping. It is the same exact thing with Mini Truggy. It attracted a more of a beginner crowd, which is great. But then some jackass online, well, I put this castle system in it and I put as much power to it as I can and I just sent it. That guy's a fucking idiot. You never listen to those guys. Ever. If, if anybody says, well, you just put the power in it and you send it, you cut those people out of your life immediately. Because mm -hmm. you know what? You Okay. Drew Dockin and Jordan Corton last year at the last round of the MNRC when they were trading hot laps at Rick's. That was awesome. But they are so skilled and they can handle that power and they know where to drop the power and where not to, you know? And then you have guys, I'm not going to name names with the same power hitting outside tubes. You think that's a good thing? You think you look good out there? You don't at all. Back it down. That, I, I agree with Al. Back it down. I I think yeah, people it doesn't should... it doesn't ever hurt to take a you know twenty thirty percent out of your radio. Yeah, make sure you make all the jumps. One thing I have noticed is um, the mid to higher tier driver that drives a mini truggy way overdrives everything else after. <laughs> Dude, it's been a... I I am not. Nonchalantly, I don't take offense to that, whereas I actually do. <laughs> oh, no, I'm saying not mini-truggy, I meant e-truggy. Oh, okay. E-truggy drivers, that's what I meant. E-truggy drivers, not mini-truggy. But uh, the mid-level, uh, you know, the mid-level drivers, like guys around my range, when they drive an e-truggy and you watch them the next round, let's say do e-buggy, they're blowing everything. And I understand it. I totally do. Because I kind of did the same thing with mini truggy than going to stadium truck. I would have to take a couple of laps and be like, all right, settle down, settle down, settle down, get into the groove with this one. It's tough. It is. When you're driving a vehicle to where you can put down that kind of power and then you go to something with tires that are half as wide but almost the same power, it's way harder. So anyway, 
Yeah, it's a rant. I hope nobody got offended, but I'm sure someone will be butthurt. You know that happens. It is what it is. Yeah, so do you got anything else? I don't, other than the fact that I think I smell chicken tenders being made for my chicken wraps. Ah, so you're going to FTR this uh, week? It's a good possibility, yeah. FTR? I don't don't see why not. FTR, then uh, South Dakota for the fair race? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. South Dakota would be fun. I just want to bring Joe 3 to Aberdeen because he got screwed out of rides at the Sherburne County Fair. Oh, man. Well, I told you this story. I brought him to the demo derby, and then um, the rides were supposed to be open till 10 p.m. They closed them at 7 p.m. It's like what oh. a bunch of homos. <laughs> yeah, basically, I, I'm like, sorry, buddy. He's like, I wanted to go on this and that and the other. I'm like, yeah, I know. And then all of a sudden, I see on Aberdeen's schedule, there's a fair race coming. It's like, oh hell yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. My plan right now is FTR this weekend and probably Duluth next weekend, but we'll see. Yeah, I might be able to talk you out. Anyway, so. Yeah, guys, remember to check out our shirts at pwrmerch.com. Big thanks to Brad Sadvig, as always, for the intro. And thank you, Joey, for coming on and co-hosting. And we've ran out of talent. See you, guys. Later, guys.